Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Saturday, March the 13th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are going to talk about why in the heck we still own a gym in this crazy world we're living in. But before we kick into that... A reminder, this podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You guys already know, you've heard me say this 8 million times, the one thing I take every single day. And no matter where I'm at or how busy I get, I never forget to throw this into my life. If you are somebody who struggles to get in enough green vegetables, let's be real, we all do. If you're not getting in enough micronutrients, vitamins, and minerals into your life, this would be the thing I would throw in to your daily routine. It literally is an all-in-one whole food supplement. We're talking about 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food ingredients all in one simple pouch or one basic scoop. Honestly, if you want something that helps boost your energy, your immune system, gut health, digestion, liver function, hormone function... This would be the thing I would take. And if you're taking 14 pills right now, this is an easy way to scrap those and just literally kind of cover the gaps in nutrition. I'll always say eating real food obviously is the key, but let's be real. We get busy with kids and travel and work and all the things. So sometimes we can't get all the perfect stuff into our life. And that's where Athletic Greens comes in. And right now, if you guys want to pick some up, we can give you a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. The site is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. Or if you're really on the fence, like, okay, Jeremy, you've talked me into it finally, I will have Monica send a pack right to your front door. Then you guys can try it and then get hooked up with the year supply of free vitamin D and the five free travel packs. And it doesn't matter what kind of eating style you have, whether you're vegetarian or vegan or paleo or keto or whatever new thing comes out, this will work for you. So again, the site athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott or hit me up and we'll get you guys a free travel pack. And also, this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sivana, which is a pretty dope resort here out in Arizona. The site is com, and we are actually staying there this weekend, Heather and myself. And Heather is also here with me today. Yeah, it's uh, Savannah is a wellness resort and spa that we have partnered with, and we are um, now have a discount code to offer to our members and followers, uh, which is JSF twenty twenty one twenty twenty one, and you'll get twenty percent off your stay, which is an amazing discount if you're looking to get away, um, if you live here locally and are looking for a staycation. It's really an amazing property, uh, kind of northern Scottsdale, North Phoenix area. From the gym, it's 25 minutes mm-hmm. north. Surrounded by mountain views. It's all about health and wellness. So everything from their restaurants has more of a farm-to-table organic concept. Um, they're really well-known for their spa. I'm just looking at their Instagram right now. And their top 10 wellness resort uh named by USA Today, number three spa in the U.S. For, by Travel and Leisure Magazine, number six in the U.S., and number 21 spa resort in the world by Condé Nast Traveler. So they are definitely getting um, recognized, and we are just so grateful to be able to partner with them. Um, we stayed there last night, and we were able to, we got in kind of late, so we 
We just had a couple drinks. They have a healthy cocktail menu, which was really fun to try. We sat by the fire. It's kind of chilly this weekend, and we've had a little bit of rain, so um, we didn't do as many outdoor. It's cold for us here. Outdoor activities as we normally would, but um, it's looking like it's it's going to clear off today. So we're excited to participate in some of the activities that they have. Everything from fitness to yoga. Um, and I believe they have 70 different classes that they offer. It's a lot. It's like a real, even the intake emails they'll send, it's a lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff there to do, like more than any other place that we've been. And we've stayed at places all over the world. And the food and drinks are really good. Mm-hmm. And we're super picky. So Yeah, I'm excited to try some of the food later today. And then the spa tomorrow, um, we have some treatments tomorrow at the spa, which I'm so excited about um thank you to carrie one of our friends is um one of the directors there and so that's how we kind of got hooked up with the partnership so yeah it's nice to it's nice to get hooked up with cool stuff <laughs> i'm a fan so uh if you guys want to check it out sivana.com c-i-v-a-n-a.com and the code is jsf2021 it gets you 20 percent off your room rate Always and forever. And if you guys have questions, obviously hit us up. And we'll share more stuff on Instagram uh, probably this weekend and then obviously later in the week here. So pretty cool. But uh, we're in the gym at the moment talking about why we still own a gym or a fitness facility or a boutique or whatever you want to, you know, phrase it these days. I always will think of it as a gym. Obviously, that's a pretty broad brush to kind of paint what we do here. But if I'm talking about just the brick and mortar facility, this is a place where people come and get fit. If you want to look at it from the very, you know, base level, if you will. And I've shared this before. A lot of my friends in fitness still think I'm crazy because I come here and I do do this. There is not uh, that many of us left that are, you know, on the internet and still have a brick and mortar. But for me, I share a handful of reasons why we still do it. Obviously, you know, for one, selfishly, this is for me. Like, this is my man cave. This is the place where I can come hang out and I can actually decorate stuff the way I want to because at my house, I don't get to do it. You say that all the time, but we are ready to redecorate our home and you can be a part of it. So I can't, like, what can I really do, though? Like, what can I do? Like, if I want to say, hey, I want to hang up this Muhammad Ali poster, can I put that up somewhere? Like, it's not even funny. It just doesn't. I'm serious, though. Like, what can I do? Build a bigger home, then, and have, See, a, every... have a location in the house that can be all of your cool pictures that you like to put up. See, everybody, that's what I'm talking about. My <laughs> option is to build a $5 million house in Scottsdale oh if I want to have a room that can have, like, a simple Muhammad Ali poster up in it. Welcome to my life. So, one. This is why you have your office here and you're able to decorate it. And there we go, everybody. (laughs) See, I'm not, I don't bullshit you guys. So that's number one. This is my place where I can come and do what I need to do. But honestly, for us, we do it because we want to be healthy. Like Mm -hmm. we are health and fitness people. We grew up as athletes. We like to exercise. And, you know, obviously, you know, I like to share that with other people. But on the very, you know, most, you know, egotistical selfish level I like to have a place where I can come train and do fitness and do it with my friends and that's basically all the the people who come here now have become our friends 
but we do it because we like to eat a certain way and train a certain way and live a certain way. We're just passionate about it. And for me and you, it's so hard to work out at home. Um, I could get motivated to go on a run or go hiking or something like that, but to actually do like a workout routine circuit or something in my home, I guess if I had, if I could build a really nice home gym, I would do it, but I just prefer working out with other people, being motivated, feeling like I'm on a sports team again and training together and the community, the in-person community for me is huge and it, it just gets me fired up and energized and just I love it it's so fun well it's the energy of other people you can't you can't duplicate it at home at least I can't and I I said this the other day and I'll touch on more of these in detail as awesome as we can be on the internet and as active as our groups are and as close as people become digitally in a lot of our groups they do these guys become you know essentially digital friends at some point you know, when the norm, the world is normal, they do meet up and they get to come here. And we've even had people here this week who maybe they're visiting from California and they did our 47 day and then they meet people here and then they go, you know, they work out in the gym together. Maybe they go to lunch together and then they go do some other activities, which is super cool to see. So there is a connection there that is built in the digital environment, but it's not the same as if they were here consistently every single day, like the community of interacting with humans in person, I don't care how good we get, we cannot duplicate that digitally. Mm -mm. At least that's the way that I feel. And maybe I'm an old school person, but I like to physically go somewhere, you know, and exercise and train. But I also feel like it's just because of our whole life. You know, if you played sports growing up or if you did dance, some sort of uh, after school activity, it doesn't have to be sports related, but where you growing up you would go to school and then you would have practice and now as an adult it's like I just crave that you know you work all day and then I need my outlet and it's like showing up for practice when I come in here whether it's the morning or the evening or on a weekend and that's just something that I've never stopped doing in in my life and I hope to never stop that (laughs) No, there's a there's a camaraderie to it, and there's a team aspect to it. And for a lot of people, this is their team, or this is the the most fun of their day in a lot of senses. And when I look at it, obviously this is not tied to you know the selfish reasons of why we do own it. There's a lot of relationships you build here, and connections here that I've built that have made my life amazing. And not just like from a financial standpoint, or like you know places I get to go and things I get to do, but just like from a friend standpoint and a learning aspect where I've learned so much from the people here and just having conversations with them, having them share things about their life, both things that they've done, you know, correctly and incorrectly. And I think if you look at even corporate America, how relationships are built, how people, you know, move up the corporate ladder, how people get promotions, a lot of that is connected to the things that have really nothing to do with the actual work, but to do with you going out to dinner with them maybe having drinks with them, maybe traveling with them, maybe picking them up at the airport. There is this physical connection, and that's what a, a safe space like this provides, like where they can come here and have a conversation here and share things here. And, and network. And that's what it is. And I I don't know and what... support each other and be there for one another. It's huge. And I don't know what the world looks like in, in 15 years, but you think about it, like I would have a hard time 
you know, having this real strong bond with somebody who I really never got to see or talk to or connect with in person. And maybe I'm old school in that regard, but that's just another thing that obviously a gym, you know, if you want it for lack of a better term, does provide a lot of people. And obviously, since we like to train, obviously we have to have somewhere to, to work out. And selfishly, I don't want to go to a giant big box gym where there's, you know, 1,500 other people moving around and I got to wait for equipment and people are going to come up and bother me or try to talk to me and different things. And I'm an introvert in that way. I like it here with our people because it's obviously like our circle. But I also like to just, you know, plug my headphones in and just go to work here. And Heather's obviously, you know, similar in a lot of regards. I agree. Get off your phone. I was reading more about Savannah because I just am so excited to participate in some of the other wellness and meditation and this all the spa treatments. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. Are you My head's I guess in spa mode. Yeah. <laughs> so selfishly we do it because we're health people. We like to be healthy, we like to be active, we like to be fit and this provides obviously an outlet and a place for us to go. And obviously during 2020, I don't think I would have been nearly as sane without this right. place to come to. I agree. It was such a challenging year and it allowed us to be able to get out of the house and feel like we could at least, for me, not working for six months um, on furlough and then you have at least had a routine. Here. I had a routine and I had more of, I felt like I had a, pur- pur- a purpose to be able to still help with the business and do more uh, kind of besides behind the scenes and, and office work that maybe I wouldn't have done normally when I have a, my full-time job. So, um, but just like the support of you and I, and then we, when we could open back up, it just felt so good to feel like there's some sort of normalcy in our life because everything kind of for a long time felt like it was falling apart um, for both of us. <laughs> well, and for you, if you didn't have this outlet during the Ment- last year, mentally, yeah. mentally, but where would you, what would you have done fitness wise? How, how bad would your have routine been without yeah, this space? I, I mean, I know I would still go on runs or hikes, but still just to get, it's hard to motivate um, yourself, especially when you're already down and feeling, I, you know, at times kind of was depressed and felt just like, what is going on? How long is this going to last? And so to be able to have this place to come to was so important for me. Um, and just gave me that mental boost that I needed to just keep pushing on, keep focusing on what I can control and just kind of let go of everything that's that I couldn't even if no one was here it's still nice to have somewhere else to go other than Mm -hmm. like your living room and I I love the programs we create I think the one they're in the uh, 30 for 30 right now I think it's you know the best fitness just based content that I've created and put out but I'm not going to do that in my living room like I'm not going to do that in my garage. I don't no. care how big my house is. It's not. If we sell this place, someone wants to come give me five million bucks for it or something. Like <laughs> years down the line, and I build, I would have to build the gym, like probably on my yeah, property or something. I agree. But even then, I would still invite people. Like, hey guys, if you yeah. want to come at six a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, come over to the house. We'll rip it. Come on Sunday. Like I would still want to do that because it's me too. It's my team. It's mm-hmm. part of 
I did it my entire life. I did it all the way through college. And even after that, I'm like, I would go train with Dave or train with Ben, or we'd all go train together. And like that became my two hour practice. And I think because we are competitive people, but even if you're not a competitive person, just the support that you get from a group environment, I think is just so powerful. And, um, just the motivation, the inspiration, and it just can, can completely, um, boost your attitude and help you push yourself so much more than if you're just by yourself trying to look at someone on TV or the computer or just trying to do it by yourself looking at the mirror. Which is not, and again, those are great outlets for mm-hmm. a lot of people. That's at just least not, you're moving, right? It's just That's not who we are. Mm-hmm. And if I look at 99% of our friends here, how do we meet them? Through here. In this building. Mm-hmm. And if not, they're one level away from that. Like, but it's basically all connected to this, which is a super cool thing. And that's what I think sometimes people get confused. Like, why would you still do this? Yeah, I don't necessarily love getting up at four in the morning, but I'm like, it's just part of who I am now. But it serves a purpose for people. Like, you're showing up for them. They could go anywhere in the world and do anything at that time, but they're choosing to be in this parking lot waiting for you to open the door so they because can come they and exercise. Because they find value in it, and they know that they're here to get healthy and to get help and education and and be around other people that have the same values and make it a priority you know and and that's very powerful and for and for some of us like for i mean personally some of our best friends we would not know them without this right and a lot of people's lives would be drastically different if this thing didn't exist Mm -hmm. and that's a pretty cool feeling, which leads me into the second thing. Obviously, we own it because it does make money. I'm not, we're not saints here. Like the gym does produce revenue, and if this is it's all, it's not we, a nonprofit. <laughs> no, it certainly is not. Um, and even if we didn't do, you know, online coaching and all the sponsors and the podcasts and all the other things we do, like I would still live in a really awesome life and make money, and it would be fine. And um, so there is that. Like obviously, it you know it can be super profitable if you run it you know correctly. And I think if you're willing to help enough people like you'll make as much money as you need to make and 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 even more than that at least that's been obviously our experience but like the the biggest reason we do it it's because it provides a service for people that goes so far beyond just fitness and nutrition and that's obviously a huge piece of it we've had people here lose 100 pounds 150 pounds people you know quit doing drugs it literally has get off prescriptions it's been the most positive thing you know in their life in terms of like their health and fitness but i don't say like that's a huge reason why we do it because we're not really responsible for that and i've said this from the beginning anytime we've done anything if someone loses 100 pounds here and like they get on a youtube video and we can share the pictures on instagram and Facebook and everywhere. And yeah, it sells programs and we selfishly make money because people can self-identify with it and it motivates them. And I think someone who's lost 50 pounds here is much more motivating than me. Because at some point, like we get it, Jeremy, you're fit. Who gives a shit? And they'll say the thing about Heather, like, oh, Heather, we get it. You're fit. You exercise. But the person who came in who is probably close to their rock bottom and drops 100 pounds and stops drinking and stops eating garbage and all of a sudden becomes this fitness person that helps so many more people than obviously we ever could, but that's, we're not responsible for that. We just met them at the right time in the right place. And we just happened to give them the tools, but they did the work. Mm-hmm. We didn't eat the food for them. We didn't stop drinking for them. We didn't do, you know, we didn't push a sled for them. We didn't ride the assault bike for them. They did that stuff. 
We just happen to be the facilitator of that. We're giving them an opportunity, which is super right. cool. Right. Here's the tools, the resources, the support, but then ultimately it's going to be up to you to make that drastic changes in your life. And I say the reason we own this place still is because it helps people. And the reason we still operate it this way, because it means more than I think the average person really grasps. And I, I shared the, I shared the stat the other day, like 14% of all people uh, in America have a, a gym membership, which is obviously a super small number. And I think of that number, you're taking into account probably the, you know, the U fits and, uh, I don't know the other cheap names of the gyms, uh, planet fitnesses and those like places. Where I grew up, it was 24 hour fitness. Yeah. Which or is, any, I guess anytime fitness is one of them. And, and those places are all great and they all serve a but purpose. You cannot compare those to this. No. It's so different. And you go in and rent equipment and they, they should exist and people should have those. And for as cheap as it is, if you're paying 10 bucks a month and somebody's going to let you go abuse their equipment, like by all means, certainly pay it. But this is so much more than that for a lot of people. And we've heard that even more so in the past year and a half. It's solidified why we've lived our life this way and, and why we do things the way we do. And I'll share this story. I won't put the names on it, but I was just in here not too long ago, um, one of our early groups, and I had a lady come in and basically, you know, sit here and share with me uh, that she had breast cancer and she's going to go through all the treatments and all the things. And that's, I don't have a magic answer for that. Obviously, like a lot of people think like, Oh, Jeremy, you always give great advice. I don't know what to say to that. I've never lived through that. I can't imagine how shitty I would personally feel. And you're having these conversations at, you know, the ass crack of dawn. And this person is, you know, sharing this very like private personal thing with you, you know, is breaking down crying and partially because they have to go through this journey now. And then, but you can tell part of it as they're saying is because they can't be here and, and sharing with you that this is a huge part of, you know, what makes them happy. This is a huge part of where they come to escape. This is one of the only places that they've been in the past, you know, 12, 13 months because of the pandemic and all the crazy shit. And they felt safe here. They feel welcomed here. And this is, this is an outlet for them that goes far beyond just let me come here and get sweaty. It's their friends are here. There's community here. And I always use the word they feel safe here. Like there's no judgment here. Yeah, no. not safe. Yes, they feel safe with COVID, but not. Yeah, not the COVID shit. I mean like safe, like they can be who they are. There's no judgment here. They can be super fit. They can be 50 pounds overweight. They can be worth $50 million. They can be 50 grand in debt. Nobody gives a shit here. And we have such a great variety of people that are so accepting of other people. So no one feels like isolated or judged or uncomfortable, I feel like. No, and you realize it's a place where people connect and you're a connector of humans. And anybody here calls me and says, hey, I need a good physician for X, Y, and Z. I probably know somebody. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I need somebody to take care of my pool. Or, hey, I'm looking for somebody who deals with allergies. Or I'm looking for an accountant. Or I'm, we know everybody. Like, it's a super cool thing to, like, be at now this stage of my life and look back. I'm like, wow, I know so many people who are all, A, super good humans, for one. And, obviously, they're motivated. They're driven. There's, you know, probably close to like some of the best people at what they do and we've all become friends with them so now we can connect everybody with other awesome people and you just have built this super positive supportive community of people who all kind of have the same 
common goal and interest to just kind of all help each other. Mm-hmm. And that's really why we do this. And that's one of the number one reasons that I want to continue having this in-person facility. And it's something that I'm just so proud of that we've created over the years is, is just what you said. Because we really, it's allowed us to immerse ourselves in our local community and network and build this um, team of people, really, that are all supportive and helpful and just want others to succeed. And I feel like it's just created this amazing environment and, and place for people to come. So, Well, and I say it too, like, if the world went to shit, who do you really rely on, right? Like, I think if you look over the last year, and, and Trish and Bryn were on for movement restoration, and we talked about it too, you, I'm not, again, I'm never knocking anybody, everybody's got to make their own decisions in life, and I don't know everybody's own personal stances and situations, but when stuff gets rough in your life, you really realize who who the real people are. Who has your back. <laughs> yeah, who who the people are really on your team, and, and whose team are you on, you know, and I don't want to make it like a, a, a divisive thing, but it's the truth, and... A lot of the people here are much more than just members of a gym. They're part of our, like, family. Like, they're part mm-hmm. of our super close circle. And if things went sideways, that's who you would rely on. And those are the people you would call and you'd reach out for help and you would do things to stand in place for them and help each other. Like, we have done so many things like that. Hey, let me, we'll watch so-and-so's dog. Yeah, we'll house sit for somebody. Yeah, we'll check on this for them. Like, we do things like it's just... They're now just your friends and you just happen to be the people who have a space they can come to and, you know, you just happen to obviously do exercise as well. So, and again, I don't take credit for that. Like a lot of times I come in here now and these guys, the ones who've been here for, you know, two years, five years, six years, 10 years, they already know what I'm going to say. Like, you know, a squat's a squat's a squat. It really doesn't change. Now, sometimes some of the things might be dynamic and they might not understand the workout or the context we put it in, but sometimes they already just know. And I'm literally just the facilitator. And they're just here to, like, you know, get a sweat in. They're going to do what exercises they want to do. Sometimes they'll do something different than I even say. Like, they're just on their own program, which is fine with me. Who am I to judge? But they're here to talk with everybody else. They're here to connect with everyone else. And they really make up what this is. I really feel that way. Like, I play such, like, yeah, I'm the catalyst of it, sure. But I play such a little role in it. These guys do it. When you're here at 6 a.m., there's 22 people here. They're doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just a guy in the room who's walking around, make sure, like, they don't kill themselves and, and, you know, they don't break anything, you know, super expensive. But they're on their own. They're connecting on their own. They're in their own little, even that whole group is a community. But inside that community, there's a group over here, there's a group over here, and it's super neat to see. And so when I say it's something that I'm the most proud of, it's just we've just tried to be good, nice, kind humans so you attract the same thing. And we've been super lucky in that regard. And these guys build it without us in all reality. Yeah, so thank you for to all of our members uh, in person and the online community as well that have supported this for so many years. You know, and it's a, you know, selfishly, it's a rewarding thing, you know, to come in here and, 
you can speak freely. You know, obviously I don't hold back, so my I swear and we you joke. Don't? And, oh my gosh! I just I wouldn't I can't imagine. No offense, anybody. I can't imagine going to a place where you can't say what you want. Yeah, like the corporate world, you just it's would just, fail. It's just well, I'm not <laughs> going to. You tried it, didn't work out no, for you. It's the it's the worst, dude. I just and I don't think people want to. That's not how you are. It's just not how we naturally are with our friends and family. Like to have to constantly filter and really just and fake watch it. what you say and how you are perceived and it's I have no challenging. In, I have no interest <laughs> in that. There's too it takes too much energy. So I want to create an environment where I can say what I want when I want. I can speak, you know, openly to people because that's what they need when it comes to health and fitness. Like we can tiptoe around what their problems are, but if we just cut to the chase and be like, "Hey, Here's why your results are terrible. Here's why you're fucking up. Here's why. Like, people appreciate they that. They need the real talk sometimes. It's harsh sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I like a space where it's open to do that. And that's the benefit of attracting people who are like you, who are not only kind and giving and nice, but are also real humans, mm-hmm. which is super fun, especially in the world now where a lot of that maybe doesn't exist as, as much as it used to. Like, we do have that here. And these guys are obviously a huge part of that I agree it's just been it's actually it's so crazy for me to look back um I know just on Facebook I had a reminder of our three year three years ago we had our um grand opening event when we bought this building and that I had posted photos of that event so that was three years ago which is crazy (laughs) Well, time, I mean, well, this last year alone, well, it went fast and it went super slow. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was what it was. was, Some days would feel like a minute and some days would feel like three months. So there's that. But no, it's, um, obviously that's why we do it. It's been a crazy, wild, emotional, uh, rewarding ride. Because really you started the business, what, 11 years ago now? Um, like officially, or twelve, like two thousand ten, like officially, but really before that. I mean, honestly, it was moving, but that's mm-hmm. when I, like, you, first of all, when you start a business, well, at least me, I was a young kid. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, so I do a lot of really stupid things that you can't do. Like I would just get an email list of people, but I didn't really have like an email system, so I'm just like plugging in emails into like Hotmail and like gmail and just messaging people and they're like hey dude this is against like the spam laws you can't do this shit and that was probably like 2009 ish eight ish so like 12 13 years it's been been the journey that we're on i really just can't even picture life without owning a gym you know um it's been so long since i actually went to a, a normal gym i guess and other than I've taken some classes or I've gone to yoga studios, something like that. But for the most part, for years, it's just coming in here. And it would be really sad um, whenever that day does come <laughs> to not have the option. Uh, when I go full Ron Swanson and disappear? Yeah. Yeah, that will happen for sure. But, I, no, I think the last time I worked at a real gym was in Portland. 
Mm. with you yeah i feel like if we travel we typically will do that but and like uh well the real like we obviously been to whole like when we were in napa like we go to like the marriott yeah, hotel, hotel gym, gyms, which is fine but, but it was like a 24-hour fitness we went there super early mm-hmm. it was like 6 a.m and they had a real i've shared this story on here before like a long time ago it was uh like the whole rig set up and everything and i was doing landmine presses by myself the gym was huge they had a full nba mm-hmm. size court everything and I was in there for no more than 20 minutes, and some guy comes up to me, like, taps me on the shoulder. Hey, are you almost done here? I'm like, dude, are you fucking like, with me right now? this is the reason why we own our own gym. Like, we I don't d- have to deal with annoying people that. <laughs> I don't think the dude even knew what, like, a landmine press was. I think he just saw me. He's like, hey, that looks cool. Let me try this, too. Of all the things you could do, dude, you could wait the 15 minutes till I was done and just. But that's part of the reason that why That was, like, ugh. Gosh, my pet peeve, especially as a female, if you're trying to actually... Well, dudes are the worst. Yes, and they, like, take over all of the dumbbell section. And so if you're trying to use dumbbells and get your workout in in that specific area, they just try to pressure you to, like, get out of there as quick as... It could have... Hopefully, it's changed now. It's been years since I've really dealt with it. But it's almost like, oh, like you don't belong here. Go on the cardio machine or something like that. That's how I would feel and I'd get so annoyed. So we get to avoid that, obviously, (laughs) by uh, being here. But, you know, the biggest thing is you get to help people and connect with them. And it isn't about money because if we just did the internet, it's so much more profitable and you can leverage so many things and you can scale it in ways that, it's impossible to do here. And if I'm being completely transparent, me coming in here and doing the groups is not the best use of my time in terms of money and what we can do now with the internet and the systems we have set up. And me coming in here doing a Saturday like we did this morning would be a terrible use of my time from a business standpoint. And now this is me talking pure numbers. A business is a P&L sheet. At least that's the way that I look at it. In terms of if you're talking about what's the most, like when you look at corporate America, there's no feelings involved. There's no community involved. I'm not saying businesses don't care about people and they don't help people. They do. But at the end of the day, the business itself is a machine. It has to survive. It's what is profitable? What is losing money? Where? What can we do to make the most profits in every 90-day metric? If you're talking about a publicly traded company, that that's what you're graded on. Q1, Q2, Q3, and so on. So for me to come in here and hang out with these guys on a Saturday for a couple hours and have a, you know, a personal uh, training client in the morning or even during the week, you know, meeting with people, it's not a great use of time. I'm just trading time for money. That's awful in terms of that. But it's what we have the most impact doing. It what It's what makes the biggest change in people's lives. And the reason people have this connection to you is because you're present for them and you're there for them and you cannot replace that. No. With anything else. And I think that was one of the biggest lessons we learned this past year was like, okay, are we just going to strictly, I mean, there was points where we're like, should we just do strictly the online coaching groups, you know, one after another? Um, And I just, uh, you just miss that in-person connection, just same with the corporate world with all the virtual meetings. And I truly miss, because now I'm back in a permanent role, which I'm so grateful to be back in a full-time position for my career and but it's all virtual still and it's it's just exhausting it's and you miss meeting with clients in person or I miss going to the hotels and and meeting with 
you know, the hotel teams and meeting my clients at their office. And, and we're, we're slowly getting back to that, which is really exciting. But you just get so burnt out from technology, at least I feel like majority of the pe people do. And that's what we're hearing. And <clears throat> you just can't replicate, for example, like large conferences. There's, there's a place for that in person. And you're only going to get so much engagement through a virtual conference experience or, um, you know, presentations and things like that. And I just, there's something to be said about real human in-person connections and relationship building and networking and team building. And, and I just think slowly we're going to get back to that and we need to. Oh, you can, already, it's already moving. <clears throat> mm -hmm. You can see it here. And I, I mean, to play off that, the energy isn't the same. You can't do it. You just, you can't. And it's just not as fun. It's no. not as fun. <laughs> no offense. Like I've been to, and I've talked about this before, like I've been to how many personal development conferences, more than 99% of people. I've spent so much money on making myself not a dumbass and hopefully not a shitty person. Uh, I'm serious when I say that. Like I've literally dedicated weekends, um, traveling, going anywhere, spending my own money to like, hey, can I learn about this? Just because there's always something you can learn. But I wouldn't sit and watch a Tony Robbins event on a computer for three days. There's no way. No. I wouldn't. Like, if, if you and I, if I said to you, hey, go with me to uh, the Smart Money Conference. Go to me to Retire Inspired. Go to me through whatever the other, what's the other one we went to? It was like a bunch of speakers, Entree Leadership or something like mm -hmm. that. If I said, hey, Heather, on Saturday, we're going to sit in front of the computer and uh, watch this Retire Inspired event uh, digitally for the next five hours. There's no way. Yeah, I I definitely struggle with that. I've learned a lot that I I need to, especially in that sort of environment, I have to be in person to retain as much information um, because I get super ADD and I start just doing other things instead of paying attention to the computer screen. So it's an experience of it. Like, mm -hmm. so for us to do, like to sit in the front row and listen to like, I'm giving an example of like this Chris Hogan conference we went to where like, he's a great speaker, first of all. And you sit there and there's other people around, there's an energy to it. You can feel the emotion of the room when they share stories. And there's just something to be said about that. And that's like, I don't want to give that up here because there's something to be said for that here. Mm -hmm. Some people love our online stuff and that's all they're ever doing. It's amazing. And I thank them for it. And we'll keep producing the best stuff we can. But this does matter on a different level. And there's an energy that cannot be replicated no matter how hard you try. 100%. And I feel that when we're here. And it's just, it reaffirms it, obviously, like even for you and selfishly for us, even during the weird part of last year, you would go meet some of these people at a park and like, you know, train with them mm -hmm. <laughs> like I would. And that as much as it sucked... It was fun to just be around it other people. It was mutually people. beneficial for both both sides. So, yeah, things are looking up, you know. Everything slowly but surely is getting back to what it should be, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's going a lot faster. I think it's going to just accelerate in the next um, – I don't know the – I don't know the future, but the next 60 days or so, it's going to keep rolling. So the point is, is I don't – even as bad as some of these – you know, weird days were last year and mostly just because of like all the rules and restrictions and like weird shit they would share and say that 
now looking back on it's it, like a very confusing time. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> if you didn't know like that, your government and your leaders and your community were super confused at what's going on, and most of them still are and don't have a clue about. Most of them never ran a business, and so they have no fucking idea what they're talking about. But we have to do all these things, and that was the stressful part. Like, well, how much shit do I got to put up with to try to get, you know, just help people? That's really what we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make a billion dollars doing fitness. I didn't get into and it for that. Not ruin your livelihood that you've worked for. Yeah. So I'm like, we're just trying, your life. <laughs> we're just trying to help people. And I'm like, but it comes to a point where it was like, it was like, well, do I want to deal with all the shit? And I'm like, well, yeah, now that I've gotten through it, I'm like, I'm glad that we did because now it's starting to feel fun again. So much better. And I know for people who've been coming here, even with all the hoops they've had to jump through and then the, the things we have to do, it's been amazing for them just mm-hmm. to have an outlet to go and maybe not so much for me. Um, it's definitely front. been a lot of therapy sessions um, for all of us really. And it's, I think that's what has made this even more so important to have this in-person facility is because we truly do have that with a lot of our members, that level of comfort where you do share a lot of your personal struggles and challenges in life um, stories and we do talk a lot about how we can help each other and, and it's almost like a therapy session here. <laughs> no, I mean, I hear things that other people will never hear from wives and husbands and different people where I'm, I've always said like a third party, like I'm this neutral Island, you know, I'm Switzerland, I guess. And people will come here and share things about their personal life that they won't tell their friends, that they won't tell their family. We want them to like, that's the whole point. And the cool thing is it's not, it's like a drama free. I feel like because most of our members are older and mature and established and successful and they're just, they're not young, super young to where you have like a drama, crazy drama going through this gym no they they usually have like legit like Mm -hmm. some life issues and they're willing to tell us or and again i don't know if they sometimes think like i have some magic advice which usually i do not um but i think it's just a place to vent and to open up yeah and i'm i can listen for sure you're a great amazing listener i don't like to talk (laughs) much but that's what you provide and i think sometimes from the outside even in my fitness world my friends wouldn't grasp it but i'm like it's not about the money dude it's about giving these people a place to feel like safe and where they can come and share and and be who they are and have an outlet that otherwise i don't know they would have and for us selfishly it's just very fulfilling because you truly feel like you are making even if it's a small impact you know, you are truly helping other people. And that's really what I've learned a lot over the past year because I've just had more time because I wasn't working full time for a majority of the year. And so I could immerse myself in the community more and be more present and, and really meet, either meet more people or build stronger relationships with our members here. And that just has been so rewarding. And I'm very proud to have that option. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I always say all the time, like, and I wake up sometimes and I question my own sanity, like I think most people do. Oh, he is really crazy. (laughs) Well, but I wake up and I'm like, what the hell are we doing? Like, I don't want to go super deep down the rabbit hole, but I literally will like just 
be driving or I'm here and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, what are we really doing on this planet? What am I doing with my time? You only have so many years of what life. Is, what is the point of all these things that people are talking about and spending their energy on? And I'm not saying your life isn't significant because it's very important to you and all of your problems are real. And I gave Heather the example the other day, like, you know, when you hike the Grand Canyon, you realize how insignificant you are. You're like a tiny ant like in if this you, huge hole. Yeah, if you died, it doesn't matter. The river's still going to run. You know, the plants are still going to grow. Like, nature's just going to exist, and you're just this. And another tourist is just going to yeah. breeze right by you. And I did that on the podcast the other day of, like, you know, you know, die empty. Because, like, and we've talked about this. Like, the stuff you own, you don't really own it. Like, yeah, we own our house, and we own this you know, piece of earth, but only while we're here. And then you die. And, and then, then somebody like else lives else there. buys that piece of land and structure. It's so crazy to think about it. Like, and it's temporary. <laughs> and I don't, and I'm not against money, uh, but I've said this a million times on here before. I can't wake up and do something just for money and stuff because I don't, I don't get any real joy of it other than if it lets you do cool shit. Now there's little moments of it for sure. But it can't be the bane of my existence. It does not motivate me. It fe- I would feel like sad and empty. And I've always known that. But last year really painted that picture because I'm sitting here. And even now, we're super blessed. Like, make all this money. But it feels like it's fucking empty. Mm-hmm. It, and and I, I never thought... I would say that early on, like, oh, you know, it's not just... But you do get motivated by money for certain things. And the older I get, I'm like... I don't give a shit. And I I sincerely mean that because without the other stuff, without the community here, without the people, without the relationships, without the connection, the money is fucking worthless because there's nobody to share it with. There's nothing really, what, what, what cool can I really do with it? And how much do I really need? And it's like, I'm sitting here like you're making money, but it's like this empty day. And that's why I could never do a job that maybe paid me the most because I would feel dead inside. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that's a shitty place to be when it's like you're supposed to be at the pinnacle. And probably last year, like money's rolling in. We're selling more online programs and have more sponsorships than ever before. But I can't talk to anybody. I can't exercise well, with anybody. Well, it's like one side of the business was thriving while the other side of the business was tanking. Which is fine. Because but it's it was like, like. It didn't even matter. Because I'm like, you're making all this money from the internet and you can always scale that up. But the part that sucks, like you can't actually be with humans. Mm-hmm. There's no group exercise. There's no connection. Yeah, obviously I want that side of the business to make money too. But it's just you can't do what you want to do freely. And you can't help people the way you want to help them. And that sucked. And that's when I really realized, I'm like, this isn't about dollars. This is about like building a community of, of super cool, fun people you can help through. And we say, you know, exercise. But really it's, there's a mental component to it. The total health. There's a social component to it. There's an emotional component to it. And all of that is connected here. And that's not just facilitated through us. That's facilitated through everybody who walks through the door here. They all play a huge part in it. We just happen to be like, you know, the people who have the keys at the door. That's the only difference. So if you want to know like why we still do this, that's the reason. Because without it selfishly, I think I would be super depressed. And it really, the pandemic situation and having to shut down twice, it just... And me losing my job, um, it gave us that time to 
question, okay, well, now what do we do? Like, what do we want to do moving forward? Um, for me specifically, I was like, I had all this extra time. So I, and I, we had just paid off our house in February and then March we closed the gym and I'm so grateful we, d- we paid off the house because it allowed me to not have to rush to find a job because I could tell, I'm like, this is going to completely rock our industry, hospitality industry, our hotel company a little on bit. a global level. Yeah. And I just was like, okay, well, they're going to make eliminations at some point. They're going to downsize a lot of our teams. It's just, we're too big. And this impact was the worst we've ever seen in our whole entire company history. And so I'm, I was so, I'm so blessed, but I'm also just proud of us for that we were able to accomplish that goal of paying off our house because it gave me the time to really focus on, okay, what do I want to do moving forward? I was confused. Like, do I want to switch industries? Like maybe I should go into tech or maybe I should go into healthcare, you know, obviously those are the, the industries that are hiring. But then when it really came down and to- And admittedly, you could make more money. Right, I could. And I'm like- but I just kept going back to, no, it's not about the money for me. I, yes, I want to make good money, but like, but what, but I'd rather have something that still I'm passionate about because this is what I'm doing majority of my day, every day. 65% of your life is going to be work. Right. For and, better, for worse. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful I had the time to help you out and just learn more, even more about, you know, how to run a business and through a pandemic and be there for you, even though I was a hot mess a lot of the time, because it just was, it was a very confusing time because it was like back and forth, back and forth, like your furloughs getting extended twice. And then it was like, I had temporary assignments and then I just wasn't sure, do I keep waiting or do I just finally have to leave the industry that I still love? Um, And my point is, I just, I feel like it, this whole situation over the past year clarified a lot of things for us and that we still want to own a gym in person and we're not ready to give that up yet. And we got through the storm and I'm not ready to leave the industry that I worked so hard to for the past 13 years to get to where I am. And, and it's just, I, I'm just proud that we were able to, um, have the time to not feel like we needed to make these drastic changes because we, if we would have had, you know, a crazy mortgage or something like that, and we would have been forced to make some changes that probably wouldn't, you know, allow us to be as happy as we are today. Well, and I say to you too, and again, everybody, I don't, obviously, I don't know anyone's financial situation. Like we don't have car payments. We don't have student loans. We don't have kids. We don't have this thing. We've lived a different lifestyle, I think, than a lot of other people. So for us, like what what would it matter if you made an extra 50 or 75K a year, but you hated your job? You know what would be the difference? Um, I couldn't stand being around you. I know. And it would like, it would be super hard on the relationship and it's just not worth it. And I've just, there's no amount of money that's worth mm -mm. that. I don't care if they say, Hey, Heather, we're going to pay you an extra $150,000 a year. I'd be like, no. Because I don't want to be around you if yeah. you're not like. Well, same with you. If you had to like. There's no point. Like if I if you if I had to do everything here just to survive to pay for a house, but I'm an asshole, 
what is it? I always say this all and the time. And you can't help as many people because you are too stressed out and you have to like, you couldn't be here as much in person or, which you do. We need to hire another coach. Like I'm trying to get somebody good. If works, anyone's listening. He works way too much. So we do need more help. Because if anyone who's good is listening, you can <laughs> message me. But you got to be a really we good person. Of, we have a lot of great candidates. We, you just need to start getting the process going. We if just have it a lot If you're on. a good person message me i can teach you the skills but if you're an asshole i can't work with you but the point is is that there's no i would never want to have to run this a certain way to pay for my own personal stuff mm-hmm. i think that's a really shitty way to run a business and that's just i'm not judging anybody you do you do you but if i have to run this a certain way just to pay for my house I'm not, I'm not do. I'm not, I'm wasting a gift. Mm-hmm. Essentially. I feel like I would be shortchanging people. If I had to, again, this is a, this is terrible business advice. If I had to run this at its absolutely most profitable and I could do nothing to help people, I could never give away stuff. I could never extend things. I feel like that'd be me shitting on a gift. And I, and this is just me personally. I feel like anything that's happened in my life, it's, so I can help other people. I can't sit here and believe that I was given like this body and this brain and this time so I could drive a fucking Range Rover. And I'm not knocking anybody who drives a Range. They're fine vehicles. Yeah. Or, I really love I really love a Range Rover. <laughs> yeah. She's not getting one. Um, <laughs> or if it was like I have to have a 5,000 square foot house with three acres in Scottsdale. I can't believe that that would be the purpose I was put on this earth for. Where I would spend all of my time, effort, and energy trying to just chase that and not help humans. I cannot believe that. If you believe in God or the universe or whatever your belief system is. That can't be why I was put here. At least that's not, that's the feeling that I, I get that like as deep inside your body as you can get it. I feel that way. I feel like that would be me taking something and shitting on it and doing it for my own selfish reasons. Now, if I happen to help a ton of people and all that stuff comes in my life, then that's great. If it, and, and if that's it's how you, sh- how it should, how you should be rewarded is if that's what you choose to do, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't want to be like, if we did all that, right, let's say I we both had $300,000 cars and we had a $4 million house and then this happened and the gym ate it, but I needed the gym money to survive. Well, now I'm having to make decisions like, well, maybe we close the gym down because I don't want to lose my house. I don't ever want to be in that position because then all the people I've met from, you know, August till now wouldn't be here. They wouldn't exist. And how many people did we help during that time? Mm-hmm. A ton. And it's like, I, for those of you who don't know the feeling of truly making an impact on someone's life like it's priceless and it is so motive motivating like that's why we can continue to show up and and try to help people because it's addicting and there's nothing that can replace that feeling of truly helping someone else and it just it means so much and I think once you start adding that into your life, you'll start to understand like a lot of these superficial things really don't matter. And it's taking away from you truly being fulfilled and happy. And I've learned this and I continue to learn because it's very distracting when you, especially living in a place like this, where all you see are the nicest, newest cars and the, the nicest, newest homes. And, um, but 
And there's a time and place for that too. I'm not knocking against any of that. It's just make sure that you, I guess to be a well-rounded person is what I'm getting at. Well, everybody's felt it. Everybody mm-hmm. has given something to somebody else. Everybody's given somebody something at Christmas. If you feel like you're missing that or you haven't done it in a while, just try to add add that back into your life and do do more of it. And I, I mean that everybody, and again, I'm not saying don't, you can do it all. You, you really can. Like you can live in a, a $5 million house and you can drive a Rolls Royce and you can be a really good person and help a ton of people. That can all really happen. Yes. But for most people, it's probably not going to. And so if you had the choice between one or the other, I would say do what helps people because you'll be much happier and so much more fulfilled than if you're just driving a fancy I feel car like on the street. You won't have regrets when you are an elderly person. If you live to be, you know, 90, 100 years old and you're looking back on your life and what you've accomplished, I think I truly believe one of the, the things that will be on the highest number one list is well, how did you spend your time? Did you help people? And were you a good person? And that's what I want, like, my legacy to be not just all about what I was able to buy and what was I able to do for me, 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 me. And that's, I guess, (laughs) I guess I'm really maturing at 35 years old because it's, I think this whole past year too, just I had a lot more time to put things into perspective um, as well. So, Well, there's a, like an internal like income, I guess, or like some kind of a like emotional money is, is how I would describe it. You get when you actually do make a difference in somebody's life and you help them. Like, and we all get that same feeling. I just might, I might be addicted to it more than other people, I guess. That's I why I do I think you this. found it earlier than a lot of people. I don't know if it's because... Well, you can see it here. Like, because when I'm here with people, when you're here with just one person or you have the group and then everybody leaves and two people stick around and you talk with them and you can hear their stories and they share things with you. I'm like, what I'm doing here is more than just teaching jumping jacks. It's just on such a deeper level. And a lot of people don't see that Mm -hmm. because we can't, I can't share that on Instagram. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not going to happen. Like all I can like, oh, I'm shirtless working out and that's what people see and like, that's what he does. And like, that's not what the fuck I do. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just the sizzle, man. The steak is something completely different. And that's what I, I, it's not that I'm chasing it. We're just facilitating it. And you, you create an environment where it just happens. And we've been lucky enough to be able to take it and and package it in a way where you can put it on the internet and give it to people and coach them and help them. And they can listen to the podcast. And so when you connect all the dots, but it takes so much more work on somebody's end to do that. Where if they're just here with you, you're present for them and you're not on your phone. You're not thinking about 19 different things. You're just here having a conversation with a real person who needs you in that moment to answer their question. And maybe that sometimes that's just, you know, helping them get out of pain or showing them two things they can do with their diet. Or maybe it's another thing they can do in terms of exercise. But sometimes just being a, an ear to, to listen mm-hmm. and hear them. And, and to be here today, you know, March 13th, we closed this place down March 16th of last year. Yeah. Like walking around wherever it and was. I found out I was getting furloughed. The next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just remember being like, I couldn't like really breathe well. It's we fucking weird. It was awful. I like, I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't breathe. Because I guess, you know. It was weird. Jeremy and I didn't. Is that anxiety? What is that? What is yes, that called? Anxiety. Like high anxiety. I don't, ha- I don't have that. Well, I do. I suffer from anxiety. And this past year was terrible. 
Um, because I guess, you know, when we met, you and I had debt. We didn't come from money. We had student, I like, I had student loans. I only owed money on my care credit for my LASIK. Okay, I know. I owed $3,000. Yeah, no money in the bank account. And uh, no. Yeah, no job when I met you. You nope. had just quit your job. Yep. And I had bought I, you a beer. I had, a, I had a job, but I had loans. I had a car payment. Nordstrom cars, <laughs> a lot of shit. Anyways, my point is, is like we worked so hard to, you know, to get to where we are. And responsible, today. like I don't. I could talk about this all day. But the thing is, is like we felt like it was being ripped away, and we we're just like, how long is this gonna last? Like, how much of an impact? Like, are we gonna completely have to? start our lives like over like in the very beginning there was just so much unknown and uncertainty that it was like it, it was so scary and it was well i didn't i don't interrupt you but i'm going well, to you are i don't <laughs> i i wouldn't think like oh well if if the gyms were never no, going to there c- was times you were like freaking out no 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 not because like if the gyms weren't going to come back i'm not freaking out because of that i'm going to be fine to make money either way i'm freaking out like if that happens you have, like, fucking Armageddon going on here. Yeah. Like, you have people who are going to break into your house and try to, like, eat your food and kill you for it. Like, that's what my... But when you're... And that's why we'll never, ever listen to the news and shit ever again. Because I'm like, they're saying things that just aren't true. I don't want to get off topic, but I'm now I'm pissed off. Like, I listened to, Sorry, a, I listened to a guy <laughs> say, well, we the new normal, we might never shake hands again. I literally heard a guy, I'm not going to say his name, whatever he, you guys have heard it too. Well, we might never shake hands again. Our new normal might, we just never do that. I'm like, and the, the, you know, creepy predator man in me first thinks I'm like, we might never shake hands again. So you're telling me like an 18 year old Jeremy Scott's going to have 10 beers and meet a girl and not just try to hook up with her. That will always happen. Like we will always do that as humans, no matter what. But I'm hearing these conversations of like, we might never shake hands again. I'm like, well, if we can't shake hands, how the fuck are we going to have a gym? How are we ever going to exercise? How is life going to be? And it, it puts your head in a bad headspace. Mm-hmm. And you start to like, and you hear it from like experts or leaders and you start to believe that shit. And I'm like, well, shit, my whole life will never exist again. I'm like, ever. And so you do get down this rabbit hole of like, I don't know if it's depression or you have anxiety or you have Both. fear <laughs> or something. And that's why I'm like, I can't listen to that anymore. Like, that's not going to happen. And we, like, didn't have family here living with us. Um, so it was just him and I. And we're not, we, we can't, can't see, see our, our normal friends. community. So I'm like, well, <laughs> shit. I'm like, we're on an island here and this sucks. It was dude. a very, very hard time, but we so, got through it. And I, that's why Stronger I said. Stronger than ever. <laughs> that's why I say I always feel bad for everybody else. Because we have it so much better than basically everybody. Like, we really do. Like, we have a great life here and we have no problems and people with kids and like job losses and all this crazy shit and normal bills like yeah i feel terrible so they know like every single day of last year jeremy i would say majority of the week too every single day we were here working i worked 100 hours a week every week working on something and i would be here every weekend filming him helping with the podcast helping with the office work, helping with the online coaching groups. Every single day we were working to try to get through this storm and make sure that we could survive because we just didn't know how big of an impact it was going to have. And we just didn't want to lose momentum and everything that we've worked so hard for over the past like 13 years of being together. And it was just like, 
we just put our head down and I mean you more than me because I had my own struggles too just to like be motivated to like but how, I what am I supposed to focus on you know well that's why I had to just come here and work because mm-hmm. I'm like I can't just sitting and complaining about it isn't going to change anything but literally a hundred hours a week seven days a week I mean, 10, 13, 15, 16 hours a day, every single day, and, and seven days a week. You, for those of you who don't really know what it's like to build like the online coaching side of the business and everything that we do through the internet, like products and services, and it's so much time and effort and work, like that could just be one business and it is essentially, but that's what you focused on. Cause um, I didn't want to. I wanted this to always be here because it's not, again, it's not the money. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about that. It's having these guys have a place to come when this is all over with, where I don't have to sacrifice anything. I can keep the same group times, even if it's slow. I don't give a shit. I'm going to provide a space and times for people to come here to be able to train and hang out and be part of what we do here. Yeah. I didn't want to give that away because I built that for over a decade. I've given up the, arguably, like the funnest most bullshit years of your life to build this. And I'm like, I'll be damned if like this nonsense is going to derail it. So I want it to exist because I know what it does for me selfishly, but what what it does for other people. Mm -hmm. And it's important to us, obviously. So important. Um, But we made it through. Yay. And yeah. How did you reward yourself, Jeremy? We're not talking about that yet. (laughs) Don't not until I'm ready. Okay, well, don't ruin this. I'm not going to ruin don't it. Don't ruin this. Okay, well, that's going to be for a future ep- episode. I need to do an episode on this thing here, but I need to. I'm pointing right now, everybody, but you're not going to get to see the this. The window yet. in the office looks directly at his beautiful 2008 Honda Accord. That car is amazing. <laughs> but my point is, is if there's anything you take away from this, everybody, it's you can't just do things because you think it's what you're supposed to do or society or the world tells you to do you can't just do things for materialistic things and and money and that stuff it's fine to be a a motivator it's fine to be a big part of it but it can't be the sole reason because i i and i mean this with all sincerity I personally know more millionaires than I think most humans ever will mm-hmm. because it's a huge part of the circle of what I get to do here. I've been very blessed and gifted and we live, we work and live in this space that is not cheap. We get to work with some of the nicest, kindest, most successful people that I've ever met. And none of them do identify about money. Mm-hmm. None of them do we care about what kind of house they live in or the car they drive. Yeah, they might be. We have people in here today who live in a $15 million house. Yeah. That's not an exaggeration. That's a real fucking number. And it doesn't matter to me. Or the other day, someone, one of them ro- rolls up in a Rolls Royce and that's, or a Bentley SUV. And it's like... It's normal. It's and it, just normal. But that's but not how we identify them. No. And it means nothing. And I think if you were to ask them when they're looking for happiness, that's not how they identify happiness. Mm-hmm. It's not what they're chasing. It's just... And that I think, just happens to be part of who they and are. And that's why they want to come in here because they feel like... I think they need essentially a down-to-earth group of people to be surrounded with because some of those circles, you know, you just don't get that. I think if you're only chasing that in your life, Mm -hmm. it's going to be very empty because at the end of the day, even if it's now, I don't ever identify people here as like, oh, that's so-and-so. Their house is worth this. Mm -hmm. Their car is worth this. Their, you know, I don't know clothes, like their shoes or their bags are worth this. It doesn't matter to me. 
Or and their spouse does this for a living or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I asked them? Like, are they happy? Yeah, are they happy? That's all do I they care. have a healthy relationship? Do they, do they, are they happy with themselves, you know? And that's really what I think, if you take away anything from this, the reason we own this is because it does so much more for us personally, and we see the impact it has on other people. And I, I wish you could all have your own Jeremy Scott Fitness. I really do. Now, you probably don't want to die like I've died to do it, but I'm, I say this, I'm not special. I'm not anything, but I'm different than a lot of people listening. And I'll say that, like, I don't like to do a lot of normal people stuff. So for me, I don't, I just really don't, I don't care about it. But I make them do a lot of normal things. What I'm saying is like, I would, I get more value out of podcasting or writing an email or helping somebody. Because you're a very creative person and that's your creative outlet is through those channels and so selfishly like my the things i like to do happen to also be work so they happen to make money that's the only reason i can make any money honestly Mm -hmm. otherwise it would be i'd be a fucking train wreck but if you can find something you do that helps other people that's all it really is if you can merge that with your career and your job in some facet like even heather has you're going to be happier in the long run because the people that i meet over the course of the last 10 11 12 13 years that do things just for the material stuff I'm not saying they're all super sad, but they're, if it's only for that, they're always searching for something. Yeah, like they're missing something. There's always There's an, a piece. A newer car. Mm-hmm. There's always the, the, the next house. And I've, her and I have obviously shared the conversations and we've seen them here. And I, it's just a really empty place to be if there's nothing deeper than that surface level stuff that you're chasing. Mm-hmm. And I take it from me, a kid who was once dead broke and we were once super broke together money should just buy you uh, to me the options yes maybe a sense of security maybe you know make your life easier or more for more fun but it, more, yeah more fun for sure it can't be the only thing mm-hmm. it really can that's not why we do this uh, i would run this completely or allow different. you like to give back to people which is what we continue to focus you know as we've been able to um grow in our careers and and make more money and things like that we've given back more and that's what is so rewarding as well so yeah it means um, it means more to me than when we can give something to somebody else whether that be an experience or time or energy like a podcast like this or actually you know physically you know doing adoptive families and those things Mm -hmm. that is so much more than like if we get you know insert whatever a new refrigerator or a new car or whatever the hell it is. Like, yeah, those things are super cool and you need them, but you're not going to get the, the, the same true feeling. Of no. And that's all I do is chase feelings. Mm-hmm. I just chase like, how can I feel good? Whether that be physically, mentally, spiritual, emotionally every single day. And that's what I try to kind of base my whole life off of. Uh, and then just before I forget, we have a couple members in our, we have a 30 day program going on right now, an online coaching program. And they had asked me a couple questions Um, So for those of you who are interested in my (laughs) workout routine and and eating routine, um, obviously I don't do this for a living. I'm a part of our business, but I do have in for 13 years, I had a career full time job and now I'm back in a permanent uh, five day a week job and um, which I'm so grateful for because a lot of I mean, my team members, a lot of people I know are still struggling with trying to figure out uh, their next move because our industry was so heavily impacted. But 
Uh, my point is, is that they wanted to know kind of what my routine is. And to be honest, this past year, I've had really no set routine because I it was such an emotional roller coaster and everything was changing. And it would be like, you know, going from not working to helping Jeremy out to then having some temporary assignments, working reduced work weeks, you know, having going back on furlough then going back to another temporary assignment. And then now I'm officially have moved into a permanent role. So now I feel like I actually have some structure and I've been able to get, start getting back into a better eating routine. And I will say I'm proud of myself. Like this past year, I've worked out the entire time. There wasn't a week that went by where I didn't do something active and Even on my rest days, I'll always go on a walk. But for a normal week, what it looks like for me is that um, I will come to JSF typically three to four days a week, usually four days a week, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday mornings. And I try to attend now the 7 a.m. class is what I'm going to stick to because that works with my work schedule. I work remotely right now, so love having the flexibility of that. Um, and then on my off days, I either will do like a four mile run or I will go on a long walk if it's like a rest day. And I will also go hiking like on the weekend or, um, some other activities like sprinting at the park. If I feel like I wanted to do, um, something more efficient and not go for a long run, So I do that on the off days, but I always stick to at least one day a week of just rest. And that means stretching mobility and then maybe like walking the dog. But you do mobility every day. I do mobility and stretching every single day. I try to start my morning routine with drinking my coffee, getting some stretching in. I go come to the gym and then I'll even do more mobility either before or after my workout. Um, Because for me, my posture... I've had some posture issues just from working on the computer uh, for so many years, and it's just hard, especially now being... And we're getting old now, son? We're getting old and strictly on virtual meetings, you know, all day long and things like that. Um, as far as my my nutrition, um, I have... Someone asked me if I intermittent fast like Jeremy. No, I don't. I have done intermittent fasting in the past. Um, I do, I feel like naturally I typically will eat my first meal around 10 AM. And so I'll have my coffee in the morning, then eat at 10 AM or 11 AM. And that will be like a large breakfast, kind of like a, sometimes I'll mix it like a breakfast and lunch and then do a really small lunch. Like what do you have? Like Captain Crunch, cinnamon toast? Oh yeah. Donuts. No, (laughs) Usually I just have like eggs and or chicken sausage, um, some maybe a little bit of oatmeal, or I'll have just um, some berries and this is post workout and sometimes like a if I don't have oatmeal I'll have like a bar if I'm in a hurry like a power crunch bar perfect bar if I'm in a hurry um, but I try to eat real food. Obviously, I'm not super strict on myself about it. I I have been in the past where um, I have been a little bit more hard on myself and it just doesn't, it's just not worth it for me. I don't want to be obsessed with like tracking my food, which I do track my food just to have 
I would say loosely track it, just have an idea if I'm looking to set a new goal for myself and I want to lean out, then I will start tracking my food just to see exactly like what, where I'm at and if I need to tweak anything as far as my macros go. But I don't, on average, I'm not just like obsessed with macros or anything like that. I like to enjoy my life and, um, I'm not crazy like Jeremy. No, <laughs> I don't track my macros at all. How so, about that, everybody? But going back to typically, I'll have a smaller lunch, like a small salad, or um, even like right now, if it's a little bit cooler, I'll just have some like soup or something like that. And then dinner, I'll have a bigger dinner. So typically, I'll eat like three meals a day. Sometimes three meals with a snack if I have like a, a more active day. What else, Jeremy? Um, we you, usually just do protein, veggies. Um, I, basically, our dinners are green vegetables, <laughs> either asparagus or Brussels sprouts, really nothing other than that, cauliflower rice or cauliflower mash, and like salmon or steak or chicken or some. It's basically protein and produce and yeah. water for the most part. It's pretty simple. Yeah, for the most part, I, say, I feel like Monday through Friday, I'm really good about doing higher protein, um, being in healthy fat range and having, you know, um, I would say lower carbohydrates, but I still eat carbs, you know, lower glycemic carbohydrates, like sweet potatoes or oatmeal, oatmeal, um, berries, nothing crazy. And then I love dark chocolate. So I'll always get really high quality dark chocolate when I want something sweet. Um, on the weekends, I do like to splurge a little bit with like having drinks or, um, you know, popcorn is my, <laughs> my advice and uh, try to eat like the healthier ice creams when I really do want like dessert um, or if we go out to eat, go to a restaurant, I do like to to try a lot of different things on the menu. Um, but overall, I, I usually eat I usually select healthier items on the menu. I feel like this is really boring, but they were asking me to address it in a podcast. podcast, Everybody who eats healthy, it's really boring. It's all the same I don't know why I'm so uncomfortable talking about it. It's the same stuff, dude. There's no... Dude, if you said something different, you would either weigh 300 pounds or you'd weigh 10 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, it's... You eat... We eat very similar. Yeah, and I guess for me, it's been a... It's definitely a process of learning, you know, what works well for me. Um, I am... You do it to feel good. I've had food allergy testing in the past, and I am sensitive to dairy and gluten. So I do, I still will eat it, but I, I'm very um, limited. Limited, you know, like a little little cheese and cheese here and there, or I have like a, a beer, because sometimes I do just really like good brewery craft beers. Um, but I then I suffer from it because my stomach doesn't feel great, or I have like a legit real pizza, and my stomach doesn't do great. Um, so that's why I, I I feel like over the past couple of years, I choose gluten-free option or like a lot a, of that's just the volume too, though. Or like a cauliflower crust pizza, the volume too. Like, like if you eat a piece of pizza, it's fine. The yeah. problem is nobody eats mm-hmm. a piece of pizza; they eat half a pizza. And I str- I've struggled with overeating too, and that's something where portion control. You know, I've really tried to be better about that and not snack a lot, um, especially like if I'm stressed out with work or you know I can be. I've struggled with emotional eating in the past and things like that. Um, but I feel like now I, I've gotten a really good about um, just checking in with myself like and understanding hunger cues I think is huge. Um, not eating to where you're super full, 
eating enough to where you're not always starving. And that's, I know, is very tricky and it's very confusing too as a woman. I think we all kind of struggle with that, like how much should we be eating? And especially if you're really active, if I've gone, went on a six mile run, I'm starving, you know, after. So I've learned to identify, okay, today is a rest day. I'm only walking. Well, then I'm not going to eat as much as I normally would if I had a really heavy lifting day or a really um, long workout or a a big hike or something like that. Then obviously I'm going to, to eat a little bit more, have more carbohydrates or fat um, to give me that energy and also reward myself for putting in the work. But yeah, it's just, it's what works for you. I know. And you just audit as you go. Like if you feel good, Mm -hmm. you keep doing it. If you feel like crap, like you change things, you just really be mindful. And just for the females out there with the intermittent fasting thing, I've learned that like during my PMS week, um, I don't, I usually am hungry right when I wake up in the morning. So I will eat like a small, small breakfast, or sometimes it's just a bar. Um, if I'm running out the door or something like that. And, um, so I kind of just go by how I feel. And if I'm really hungry, I'm going to eat. If I'm not, then maybe I can wait a little bit longer and, and digest, um, longer for a longer period of time in the morning or stop eating, earlier in the day and so I digest for a longer period in the evenings if that makes sense yeah I mean with anybody I think you just you have to find what works best for you and your own schedule because everyone's work life's different and what you have going on and if like I don't have kids and so I know that can be tricky as well and because you're just you're just fully consumed with parenting and all of that so Hopefully that's helpful. You can always message me for more specifics. Again, um, I'm, you know, it's, it's always challenging. It's always hard work. I just try to do the best that I can, but still enjoy life. And, um, yeah, hopefully that's somewhat relatable because I'm not a fitness professional. I have a, a career and outside of the industry. So let me know if you have any other questions. Yes. So anybody, <laughs> you can make good choices. It's hard work for everyone. You just have to be diligent about it. And you have to care enough about your body and yourself to make time for it. It's, you can't just slide through on the nutrition aspect of it. And everything you eat either makes you healthier or unhealthier. And that doesn't mean you have to eat everything that's perfect all the time. You can enjoy a lot of things. But it is, it is effort. It really is. And what she does is far more realistic than what I do. And that's what I would tell anybody to strive for. And I'm not trying to deter anybody, but again, I don't like to do a lot of normal people things and I don't need to have drinks in my life to enjoy anything and don't have to do certain things. But I also do this for a living every day and I have this unique opportunity in this window of my life. And so obviously I I go all in on it, but that's not realistic for most people, and it's not necessary either. Don't get to the point of where your fitness steals your fitness or your nutrition steals your nutrition where you're eating so little you don't have energy. That's just stupid. Like, Or just not understanding like what your body actually needs to feel and move good. The byproduct is it can look a certain way. But at the end of the day, and I don't mean this to be negative, nobody gives a shit, you guys, if you're a size 2 or a size 4. No one cares what your body fat is. We're, we're not watching we're not noticing. I want people to do what makes them the healthiest and what makes them the happiest and not searching 
you know, for it through outside validation of what society or other people are saying. Eat food that makes you physically feel good. That lets you have energy to do the things in your life you have to do. And then from there, you can reverse engineer to try to make yourself, you know, fit a physical mold. But that should not be the primary reason of why you're doing something. If you're 400 pounds, sure, that can be the driver. But if you're a person in like what I would consider like a healthy weight range, do it from the inside out. Focus on the internal health. And if you do that correctly, the byproduct is externally you're going to look a certain way as well. I agree. And just um, another note, just find out what you enjoy and then just make a healthier version of it. Like, for example, if it is pizza, which I love pizza, I try to just usually for the most part, if I want to eat more of it, then I'll just do like a cauliflower pizza crust um, as an option. So just like modifying different favorite foods of yours and finding I feel like now it's just, it's a lot easier to find a healthier version of something you really enjoy. Yeah. I mean, if it's burgers, you can make like pizza you, if burgers, you like anything. Mashed potatoes, like we buy cauliflower mash. If you like rice, you can do cauliflower rice. You know, there's just so many different healthier versions that can help trick your mind too. But then when you are ready to reward yourself again, moderation and and plan for that. And that's what we do too. Like last night, drinking margaritas by the fire. <laughs> Their drinks are really good. Yeah, they're really good. I'm just looking at their website again. Um, use the discount code if you're looking to travel out to Arizona anytime soon, or if you're looking for a staycation, Savannah Wellness Resort and Spa. They have 10 wellness experts. They have 20 acres of land to roam and explore, surrounded by the Sonoran Desert and the mountain views. They have 70 complimentary weekly programs, five fitness movement studios and a world-class spa with over 22 different treatment rooms, which we're going to experience tomorrow. I can't wait to, they have everything from like a infrared sauna to like a cold plunge. They have, what else they have? Um, we're doing some sort of aquatic circuit and what? what? I'm not doing that. What are you talking about? That's crazy time. Aqua, sorry, aqua vitality circuit. How do you know what that means? Well, we'll let y'all. We'll I'm gonna take. A, I'm gonna get a massage and take a nap, and lay in the hot tub and probably drink a beer. So that's what's on Jeremy's agenda tomorrow. All right. You well, ever seen couples retreat? Everybody. JSF 2021, 20 percent <laughs> off room rate. You ever seen couples retreat where they're like, "Here's uh, Eden East and Eden West. Here's we have these activities planned." I'm like Vince Vaughn. I'm not doing the activities. I got my He's own. He's the difficult one in the home. group, obviously. Okay, this they asked me to come here and experience it the way that I want to experience it. I'm not on a schedule. My whole life is yeah. A like I'm like okay, let's um, let's end the podcast. So we can go back up to the amazing resort. Okay. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. So again, yeah. Uh, see Ivana, if you guys want to check it out, hit us up. We'll share it on Instagram. You'll see it. Always athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott if you guys want a free year of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your order of Athletic Greens. Again, it's the thing I take every single day. I never miss, and I'm happy to send you guys a travel pack right to your front door so you can try it. And uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts, obviously click it, scroll your finger all the way down, drop it a five-star, leave a comment. Don't be a lazy ass. We appreciate it, and obviously share it with a friend or family member if you think you can help them or uh, give them something easy to listen to as we're kind of moving through this crazy year of 2021. But it's getting better. <laughs> yes, it is. So thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, and until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.